0: Many people have described life as one big storm. If you're not in a storm, perhaps you have just come out of one. If you've not come out of one, perhaps you're heading towards one. Come with me to the text in the Acts of the the Apostle. Because Paul is in a storm. I want to share with you out of the verses of Acts 27. Selected (laughs) verses. But I encourage you to read the entire chapter as soon as you can. When it was decided that we would sail for Italy, Paul and some other prisoners were handed over to a centurion named Julius, who belonged to the imperial regiment. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope Of ever being saved. I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost, said Paul. Only the ship will be destroyed. Because last night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men. For I have faith that God, in God, that it will happen just as God told me. After he said this, Paul took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of them all. Then he broke it and began to eat. But the ship struck a sandbar and ran aground. The bow stuck fast and would not move, and the stern was broken to pieces by the pounding of the surf. The soldiers planned to kill the prisoners to prevent any of them from swimming away and escaping. But the centurion wanted to spare Paul's life and kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and get to land. The rest were to get there on boards and broken pieces of the ship. In this way, everyone reached land safely. Think with me a few minutes on just the two words, broken pieces. God does not guarantee any of us a storm free life. Paul, in this text, is on his way alone to face trial, and there are 276 passengers on board the ship with him. In mid-November, they encountered this powerful storm. Rough waters, Rough winds, shattered and battered ship. They are now in survival mode. Their heavenly, heavenly laden ship has been emptied into the sea. Everything but the passengers. The commander tells them, jump overboard. But one of the most meaningful instructions I think I've ever heard comes next. For those of you who can't swim, jump in anyway. Grab hold of a broken piece of the ship because you can make it to shore on boards and broken pieces. Faith makes us visualize the possible while seemingly drowning in the impossible. Sometimes we even find our very souls in survival mode. But often in our brokenness, we don't know how to be mended back together. We're often confused about the shattered pieces of our lives, and I often wonder, how do I put myself back together again? Most of us, many of us, quite often, prefer and choose to hide our brokenness. I recently learned about an ancient Japanese art form called Kitsuji. It was developed in the 15th century. Ken, K-I-N, is the Japanese word for gold. Sugi is the word for joint. So, kintsuji means golden joint. When a porcelain vase was broken, it wasn't tossed away by the Japanese. They decided to create a whole new art form. They chose not to hide the brokenness of the vase, but rather to accentuate that brokenness. This form means to mend with gold. They covered the broken pieces with gold lacquer. The broken pieces were not glued and hidden, no, they were accentuated with layers of lacquer and gold, polishing it, made the object reveal its greater brilliance, its greater radiance, its wholeness even and restored its usefulness the japanese chose if you will to symbolize the possible healing and resilience of every human life through this art form our lives can become more precious than they ever were before we experienced the brokenness. Ernest Hemingway declared, the world breaks everybody. And afterwards, many are strong at the broken places. I don't know what kind of brokenness you might experience, I can tell you about my own, and maybe I'll share one little piece of it. I was married for 11 and a half years and certainly dreamed and thought and prayed and wished and tried for the marriage to last a lifetime, but it didn't. As I shared with my husband, I know God has called me into ministry, and his immediate response was, and I knew then that there would be a forthcoming major decision long story short after the 11 and a half years I moved about 600 miles away to return to college finish my education and head on into seminary and in my first apartment After gathering all my things, settling in, trying to get myself established there, I simply tried to nail a nail in the wall so that I could just hang a picture on the wall. But I sat in the middle of my living room floor and sobbed like a two-year-old. God, if I can't hang a picture, how will I ever take care of myself? Wasn't too long after that. That I felt like I could build a whole house. God <laughs> has a way of not just restoring us, but giving us more than whatever we lost in those broken moments. Come with me back to the text. Paul talked t- something special into this storm experience that none of us would have anticipated or expected. The passengers have already seen many places, many pieces of the broken ship floating in the water. Paul cries out, wait a minute, let's celebrate communion. Paul took bread, the text says. Paul blessed it, Paul broke it. Paul gave it. Paul knew that Jesus had declared this is my body which is broken for you. Take, eat, celebrate being put back together again. Jesus didn't need the golden lacquer to mend the broken shards of our lives back together again, no. He did it with his own blood. Because of our sins, God didn't discard us like broken pieces of pottery No, God chose to send his son, Jesus Christ, to mend us back together again through the power of his shed blood, death, and resurrection. It's the spiritual art, if you will, of the second chance. Whether through the Japanese art of kinsuji or or through the resurrection power of communion, we cannot change our path but thanks be to God we need no longer view our brokenness with disgust or even sadness. We are precious works of art who can make it to (coughs) earthly or divine shores on boards (coughs) and broken pieces. Dilemma is that we tend to stay in our brokenness. We tend to want to stay on a sinking ship and try to put the ship's pieces back together while we're on the sinking ship. When even through God's own angel and messenger, we're told to go ahead a new opportunity, jump into a brand new experience of education, jump into a new quality of relationship, jump into a new job, jump jump into a a new way of being, a new way of thinking, jump! Because if you just jump into the waters of that new experience, God assures us through his word today, that we can make it on just boards and broken pieces. We don't always need the whole ship of our experience. Just just take a little piece of it and move forward because God already has a place, a task, a work for you that he has destined your life to move towards. And so, whatever kind of storm you might be in today, don't worry about it. When that storm is over, another one will come. Such is life. But the glory of the text is that the storm never has the last word. because the angel had a short call. Though this ship might break up, guess what, Paul? You are destined to preach the gospel to stand before season. So even though you just made it to Malta, before long you'll be in Rome. I don't know what your destiny is, but thanks be to God I do know what mine is. And I would encourage you as kind of a worn out phrase that we've often heard, the best is yet to come. Whatever your broken pieces might be. Don't you worry about putting them together again. Don't even go to Japan and study the arts mm-hmm. of Kitsuki, because lacquer and gold will never be enough for a broken love. But there is one who is still able to put